Yo, this is the only D-Gut representing Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Listen to the one and only grown-ass man hip-hop show. Sit back with your flip-flops on to this one, man. Peace. This episode of the Grown-Ass Man Hip-Hop Show is brought to you by... Welcome to Hashtag All Podcasts Matter, the podcast about social issues, politics, movie news, and Keanu Reeves. I'm Vic, and he's Ken. We release episodes bi-weekly, one focusing on current events, both politically socially and in movie news and we'll drop one movie review as well remember to follow us on all your social media platforms and and take a take a bookmark yeah we have plenty of cool swag visit us at allpodcastmatter.com two up two down yeah what it is and what it do y'all hear that hard shit in the background got that daylight soul in the background off the anonymous nobody this is a uh, houdini featuring the boy two chains but let that rock for a minute of a poet police by restraint to cover all the anger this shit hard man operation scene one got you and your two chains went off on this motherfucker we'll be there jumping your square record you be like check it they she kept that shit, shit. rectangles Damn. so y'all go ahead and check that out man when i was to be a freak get down i said the back the backstory the backstory to uh how two chains end up on there yeah 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 but they like this warning him they were calling him for a hook but he's was such a big fan he says, man, y'all got to let me rap on this thing. Hell yeah. And he and, killed it, man. And he did his damn thing. He did his damn thing. I closed with that. I closed with the 2 chains verse. But uh, let's start this motherfucker off like we always do. What it is and what it do. This is your hip-hop uncle, Lawrence G. And I am your boy, Joey Burnham. And this is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Where we talk about love, life, hip-hop, and grown man shit. And everything in between. Everything in between. And back once again, we got the fellas with us. We got the boy, Jonathan Crane. Yeah. <laughs> that was simple. And your man, Fred Frio. Yes, this is Rio. Yes, it is Rio. Everything is it's grande. grande. Nothing, Nothing is, is petito. petito. I like that. That shit hard. I like that shit. Petito. Nothing is petito. Um... So let's go ahead and get a little bit of house cleaning out of the way. Something I'm fucking horrible at doing. Um, just want everybody out there to know that uh, the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is available on i well not iTunes well it's iTunes but it's available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Okay. So make sure that you go and subscribe, rate, comment. Leave us some of them stars on there, man, and uh, that's going to help us spread the word about the podcast. And we got a Twitter situation, too. Yeah, we got Twitter. Oh, yeah, you can also reach us on our social media. On Twitter, we got I'm Lawrence G. Um, we've got uh, Fourth Coast Media. You can find us at G-A-M-H-H-S. That's Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show on Twitter. And Joey Burnham? I don't even know my shit. It's at Joey Burnham. Okay, there you go. It's real simple. 
Um, we also got a Fourth Coast Media uh, Twitter, Facebook page. Ass nigga. I'm sorry. Well, hey, I need man. somebody to manage my goddamn page. You, well, you know, the president might be following y'all, so you know, y'all yeah. gotta go ahead and get y'all business up. You know he, what I'm saying? He is that petty, so he is he, following. He is y'all. a petty something. You know, he's sending out he's sending out a lot of petty stuff. Right? He's son of a bitch. So yeah, so now that we got the housekeeping out of the way, the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, as you know, we are in a four part series, um, breaking down the top ten. Um, artists from each decade the top 10 goats from each decade based off of uh impact and lyrics and this is episode four of that series and we are in the 2000 to 2010 uh we just got finished debating this list downstairs uh you know this is a weird time in hip-hop right now oh yeah um so we're and androsonicity is that even a word well, it's like I say, hip hop. Yeah, well, it's it's basically you know, hip hop uh, uh, takes in all kinds of stuff. So now it's just like where dance music and all that stuff was in the seventy. Well, hell, it, it basically just adopted dance music in general. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. David yeah. Bowie and then was doing this shit in the seventies. And Androgy- Rick James, androgyny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Prince, Rick James and Prince. Yeah. So y'all niggas need to calm down because you know Prince wore ass out jeans. So and you accepted it. You still bought his album. That is true, but he was manlier than Young Thug, though. Wouldn't you say that? I I, I would I would say that. Um, we don't have any new shenanigans. Um, a lot of shit is going on, but the only thing I really care about is the fact that OJ got out of jail. Uh, well, I can't say. Yes, yeah, celebrate. I care about. He's a murderer, and he's finally getting released. <laughs> uh, do y'all want to speak on the uh, Las Vegas situation before we jump into the meat of the show, uh, or do y'all want to? We, we we just probably just better dance past that. And, and as far as OJ, I, I I can't celebrate for you. I'm with Black Dynamite. I know you would go to the moon for the white man. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and you probably would. I'm like, you got what you deserve. I heard that. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into this list, man. Uh, this is. Uh, another grown men top 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. This is the grown men top 10. Like I said, this is uh, the last installment of the four part series. So at the end of this, I think we'll have a little conversation about this next week. We'll, we'll kind of go through the top, what we consider to be the top 40 MCs of hip hop. Thus far, so we'll kind of talk a little bit about that, but let's go ahead and get into it, man. Um, coming in at number 10, Ten. Fuck up the 
I'm missing not from LA, but I got keys to the city. I fuck it, I suck it, I beat it down, then she beat me to the ceiling. Stone in my lifestyle. I'm living too well. I can't even make it proud. The money keep her around. In love with her head, I can't turn it down. Can't wait for my time to come back around. She see that you don't got a little heavy style. Plus, I just see Super Bowl girl going uh, a very controversial person. This is a person we had a great debate about. Um, probably an hour-long conversation. Probably hour-long conversation about this one person. Let me say this before you get into it. Usually we do decades. Like yeah, this is the decade. This is the uh, yeah yeah talk about because this decade it's it's twenty ten. It's not done. It's twenty ten through twenty seventeen. Nobody else of interest is probably going to come out. It's probably pretty much pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else is a little and a young. Unless there's some amazing lyricist slash influential person that comes out from now until two thousand. Hey, listen now, listen. Twenty listen, or whatever. Listen, y'all, listen. We got three more years to go, and you got what's that dude's name? Joiner, Joiner Lucas, and Nick Grant. They are up next. They, they got they got three years to make this type of list. Right. So this list may actually change in the next three years. So everything else we did, the eighties and nineties, that was ten years. This is different because we haven't reached the 10-year mark. So it's only 2010 to 2017. That's only seven years worth of hip-hop, 17 worth, worth of people, uh, names worth of uh, uh, motherfuckers gone on this list. But still, there was a lot of active players out there. There's a lot, of, it's a lot of moving parts out there going on right now. So like I said, coming in at number 10 is a person that I think Fred Freeze is probably not going to say one word about. <laughs> um, this, this list will be a little weird because it's going to be a person who made the list, but but the majority of the people in the room really didn't want him on the list. And that man is Young Thug. Coming in at number 10. Coming Sean. in at number 10. Young Thug. Um, What's the name of his last album? Uh, Easy, Breezy, Beautiful Thugger Girl. That shit is hilarious. Yeah, man. I don't like his music, but that shit is funny as fuck. Hey, what's the name of... uh uh? uh did I... Did I <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Did, did that just happen? <laughs> no, I oh, thought I, no, I thought I poked my. you in the eye. I thought I poked you in the eye. Oh, in the wow, eye this this is serious. What, what's the There'll name? be a lot of eye jokes probably on here. What's uh, the name of Self Titles album? The Fresh. His yeah. new album coming out is going to be called The Fresh Prince of Hell's Land. <laughs> yes, that's now dope. That, that was that, that's that's that's, that's a classic album right there. That's dope. But my title. yes, the classic title, classic title. I'm sorry. And then we'll do the list after this. We fucking around. We'll do the list yes. after this. What now, you about I, to say for it? Well, only thing I was going to say about Young Thug being on the list. We did a lot of adaptions downstairs, and I feel like if you know if we're gonna put him on there, you know because of how the kids like him now and all this other stuff and the influence he's had, I think he should have been higher. But I will ride with him right here as him making the list because he's had such an influence on the culture. Even though I see his influence as an amalgam of Lil Wayne, Three Six Mafia, and Gucci. I'm in the room with Pierce. <laughs> I'm in a room with three peers, so there's there's gonna be a little hate. I'm a good y'all know I'm well, a young no, thug fan. Well, well, let me say this: I'm a young thug fan. G is a young thug fan, and I absolutely despise everything that young thug represents musically. <laughs> when I put my Lawrence G and I have the exact same names, we have the exact names on our list one through ten. The only difference between our list is they have different orders. I had Young Thug at number four simply based on, basically, he had more influence. Hey, if you ahead like everybody in this room, then you probably ain't fucking with Young Thug for the most part. 
Three out the motherfucking four people in here don't fuck with Young Thug. The average head don't fuck with Young Thug. But even heads gotta gotta admit that he has a shitload of influence. Yep. He may not have the lyrics, but he has a shitload of influence. And because of that, the list that I put together by myself, I had Young Thug at number four because of his influence. But I'm cool with putting him at number ten because. The nigga just ain't spitting like that, but he deserves to be on his list. Yeah, he definitely deserves to be on the list. But I had to um I felt like him coming in at number ten was recognizing and respecting what he does. You gotta respect. But I but yeah. there are too many MCs, there are too many rapper rappers on this not rapping. I don't really rappers. I don't really think I have to respect it, but I have to be honest with myself. Right. I have to be honest with myself and say, Yeah, he he is making impactful music, so I guess he has to be on the the list somehow you, I don't you gotta, respect it though you gotta respect it no you gotta respect hustle you gotta respect hard work you gotta respect the fact the dude got hits up under his belt Re- respect doesn't mean like, like or even approve of respect is just saying i, I think see what you have done well i'll say this i think that respect comes from how you do it and i don't respect how he's done it I guess his hard work is something that is, is there's something respectful about his hard work yeah, yeah. but I think that there's some clown shit involved in the way that he's risen to the top because I don't think that he is what he really has thrown out there does he really like to wear dresses and do all that type of shit or is he just a troll I don't like trolls this is the troll generation so that side of it I don't respect at all I can't I, I can't respect that I think that the hustle side of it I guess there is something respectful about it I, I totally agree you swing, and some trolls have one eye. <laughs> I, I I can't even touch any of that. But I, now, now, one thing I was going to actually say is, uh, if you look at the history of that, uh, of where a lot of that comes from, though, it is a dance element of Atlanta because there was a subculture in Atlanta, like a club or whatever like that, and several clubs like that where. You and number nine is future. I love being an asshole. Joe would well, these guys were wearing like um, <laughs> dresses, and asshole. they were uh, doing all kinds asshole. of crazy stuff like that. They were, do- I'm not I ain't gonna say crazy, but they were doing all almost like punk type stuff, and it was all a part of like a dance element type thing, right? And right. they just kind of bought that culture that was in that underground of Atlanta dance scene forward. That's kind of like what they did, and it once it was so shocking to everybody. Like I think that's what that's what has everybody on their reaction, you know what I mean? I mean, it, right. you know, but it's just not for me. So we can clearly say that everybody in this room is unexcited about ten, except for me. I'm quite happy. Well, I, I understand <laughs> where he's supposed to be as you know, as a person who's like I get I get the wave and all that other stuff with it, but I just don't. It's not. I just don't see. I I, I see him as a producer, as a person who produces stuff. I know where I could put his voice and stuff. And I know where his voice is needed or could be used, but him doing entire body work, I don't think he's had a producer to bring out a truly elite body of work with his stuff. Ooh, like Dram, yeah, I like. I feel like Dram, like for instance, Dram is like got that ODB energy. You see what I'm saying? And people have yet to really get Dram that final push over the top. But he's had some big, some strong songs in the process. Big baby Dram. I don't be getting your goddamn analogies. Sometimes you blow my mind. You compare Dram to ODB, and you yeah. compare Tyler the Creator to De La Soul. Yeah, and, and it's because of like what De La. You don't Soul. compare Tyler to Eminem. He's got the Eminem in him, and the fact that you got that acid. Like sixties. Well, we'll say let's save Tyler the Creator for okay. before you get we'll into it. Let's hold up. Let's like, save it up because coming in at number nine, we got 
the future. Future. He likes Molly's, Molly's and Percocets a lot. And he's made some highly successful music. Like, I really can't deny that. I remember when I was watching uh, him on the the freshman, the freshman, uh, the double XL freshman class or whatever. And he like, um, I, I really thought he was going to be a fucking failure. Like, I remember when even the other people were watching him, like Yellow Wolf was watching him rap. And Yellow Wolf was like, he was just looking at him like, you could just tell he was like, what the fuck is this guy even talking about? Like, and and the fact that he literally went on to be one of the more successful people from that class by far. He was a fucking yeah, superstar. <laughs> and let's not I mean, forget that this dude superstar, is generation. I don't know what to think about that. And this dude is generation 3.0 of the Dungeon family. Yeah. Him and him and Killer Mike right now are, yeah. you know, really waving the flag for the Dungeon family. Yeah, they, that, and that and people forget this dude just did a commercial with Cher in it. Yeah. So let's like so this that's how big this guy is. And really what it is is because he understands like he he's basically playing the electronica thing up. Right. He is the voice of an electronical thing. And by the way, not only does he like Molly Percocex, he chases a check and he never chases a bitch. He put that out there. Now, you know, going back to it. You shouldn't chase. You shouldn't. You should, you shouldn't if, you shouldn't it's chase a ch- if it's a chase between a check and a bitch. Yes. He never chased. He, he, he made us let us know that. Does the bitch have my check? That's what I'm trying to say. Because <laughs> if the bitch yeah. got my check, then, then I got to chase. chase then I got to chase. Basically, that's, that's kind of like pimp law, I think. But, but yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, he he was the most successful guy out of that out of that freshman class list, and primarily because he is a producer. He thinks like a producer at heart. Right. He works with the producer. He he knows how to put melodies together, put songs together. He stays in the pocket with it, and he kind of rides it out. It's not as much a substantive thing that he does. It's like how he does. It's it a vibe. He says it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's it's yeah. it's it's it's. it's great music for the drugs that are being taken and, right now and that's why i said because the edm meets hip-hop culture is what we're talking about from the young thug to the future and that's really where we at right now and that's yeah a big part of where we at right now. he's the uh the a soundtrack big, of right now exactly him and, and, and you can't and think about thug. this age without thinking about him Exactly. I mean, we go back and we talk about snoop dogg and how you think of the 90s when you think of snoop dogg and it's just certain people 
that we that have come up as we've been doing this series who they are like Rakim is the eighties. Yes. You know, Ludacris is the two thousands. Nas is the nineties. Nas is the nineties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Future is one of the people is, in the is one of those people that is the twenty tens. Yeah, yes. I mean, and the sad thing is he him and Young Thug are one of the reasons why when somebody raps now they, they consider it dated. Like if you actually right, if exactly. raps, that's you're old school because you're yeah. actually rapping. You're saying words. You're saying words. How dare you? Yes, they've ushered in whackness. Yes, yes, and you all know, and all there is many forms. If you leave this list up to our natural sensibilities, then a that, lot of people I don't think they would have made the list. Then a lot of people, especially the two that we named, wouldn't have made this list. But we wouldn't be catering to all types of listeners if we just appealed to our hip hop head sides. We want to cater to everybody who would possibly listen to this show. And that's why these lists are hard to make because we don't want to just say, okay, lyrical, 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 lyrical. That's what I we mean, want to do. I mean, there's a time for that. Yeah, we will put Gino but XL. We, we will put like that. certain people. We will put Crooked Eye. We will put all those people on our list. And, it, and you know, I just think that you have to, I mean. You have to be fair. We're breaking it down in categories so that we can actually do I, these lists. And that's my point. As I, much as I want to just throw a bunch of lyricists on it, I can't. I have to be fair because there, there's more than just that type of rap and that type of fan. So right. you gotta, as the grown ass man hip hop show, we have to cater to the wider hip hop audience and not just what we like. And see, I, I would like to put cannabis's notepad as number one yes. on one of my lists, but that's pretty much it. It's thirty pages of rhymes in this motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so moving on to number eight. Tyler the Creator. Now we started the conversation about Tyler the Creator, and uh, uh, Fred Freeze has a very interesting take on Tyler the Creator, which I can see, but he definitely does pull from more than one place. Yes, what I we were discussing that downstairs, and like, yes, am I saying that he doesn't that he pulls something from the acid rap that really came from Sean from Detroit? Cause you know the the whole acid, and when I say acid, you gotta look at the real meaning. The of as, as I'm not, sorry, in Detroit we call it the wicked shit. The wicked shit. Motherfucker up. The 
what not what chance the rapper calls acid rap, whatever that's going on. We're talking about the wicked shit that was created by Isham. Six, six, six. The devil's in the mix. Yep. Exactly. Something, something, something on the crew. Suffix. Exactly. And see, basically, Eminem evolved, uh, took some of that stuff and uh, put it into his madness and pushed it mainstream. And of course, Tyler picked up on some of that stuff. But what I was saying when I, I said people like Ultra Magnetic, De La Soul, and all these other folks, they pretty much laid the foundation that gave can a Tyler the Creator can wax poetic off of. He's the suburban black kid that's being zany, left alone, pushing buttons, being outlandish, being colorful, being creative. And he does it from a dark, shocking standpoint. I will even see more Marilyn Manson with Daylight, you know, than just him. You see what I mean? Right. Well, let me. You 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 used to you you characterized him in a certain kind of way. You called him the bad stepbrother. Yeah, he's of like the he's native like, tongue movement. Yeah, he's like kind of like a, a, a bad, like that like that bad little brother. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where everybody else had like, yeah, man, we out here. We got this solid rap. We're doing our thing, but we're a little unconventional with it. So we're a little left of center already. And then you got this little little brother that's maybe he's listening to something totally different. Or he's like not listening at all. He's kind of like just going to play you for a joke. Totally. You know what I'm saying? He's got the skill, but he really don't care. And he's really just, but he's artistic as hell. Right. And that's kind of like what, Tyler the Creator is. He's taking that next step when it comes to that, and he ain't even as abs- you know abstract as something like Megabone and all these other underground dudes is with Cool Keith. But you know he's still right there in that vein. And the reason why I say De La Souls them is because they sit down and they they took what Cool Keith and them did and they stamped it on the ground. Because you know I can, say, I can see certain elements, man. Know, but what about um I don't know. I don't know if De La Souls. They were like really fucking goofy and weird, like they oh, were. Oh, they were goofy and weird. No, no, but they're clowns, though. They, I but think see, there's no, a difference. Take, I think Tyler, the creator, and those dudes are fucking. But clowns. what I'm saying is, they're they the bad, make great music. They're the bad brothers. That's why I said they're different. They're not yeah. the same. You know I, what I'm I saying? call them. I call I'm them saying? some fucking clowns. You know that's. It's, but what I'm saying is, they're not exactly the same. What I'm saying is, it sounds like you're saying they're polar opposite. Yeah. But in order to be polar opposite. There has to be some kind of ironic similarity, if you understand. What exactly. I'm well, not only that, what I'm saying is, the way the music industry worked is, it gave black people a uniform. Rick James famously said this: "You can be anything as a black man in music, but different." And Prince proved this point, and everybody proved this point. So it took in rap music back in the day. You had a uniform. You were gonna go have your your Dookie rope chain. You gonna have a jumpsuit and all this other crap. Right. So, and or you're gonna dress like um run DMC and all them. Well, guess what? De La Soul comes along, they're not dressing like that. Then you got cool Keith and them come along, they're saying all these crazy words, they're doing big words, all this stuff. They're all over the place with stuff. They're not even rhyming straight up. Black people can't take that. They going crazy. So, I, so here's you know? the thing. I understand what you're saying. You're basically saying that De La Soul opened the lane for black people to be different. Yes, them and Cool Keith. And Cool Keith. The and Ultra Tyler, Magnet. the creator, is just following in those footsteps. Exactly. They're the so new I next feel wave. You. But yeah. guess what, though? This is why I disagree. And it's Sean. Definitely. I think, definitely. Th- this is what I think. I think that that might be happening on a, you know. Micro level. On a micro level, if you will. But I think... Tyler the creator is saying to himself and this is very vain of me to pretend to act like I know what the fuck he's thinking according to the interview but I think he thinks that 
Jackass and Eminem is his recipe. That's what I think. I think he watched Jackass and really connected with Bam and 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 all those skateboard motherfuckers. And he listened to Eminem and really connected with that. And I think Tyler the Creator is the combination of watching Jackass and listening to Eminem. He was on a show. I think you need to give that was supposed to be the black jackass. His show was supposed to be the Black Jackass. Here's the thing. I think that you need to give Tyler the Creator a little bit more. Well, I was about to say he credit. Was That's a hard thing to say. I think he's I think dope. you need to give Tyler the Creator more credit musically than just Jackass and Eminem. Yeah, that's no, what no, we I'm are saying, talking I'm about a guy. That, I'm saying that he's dope. But see, but, that's the thing. He's but I don't want you to just boil him down just, to when that. When he's just mentioning like uh, De La Soul, I was just talking about there was I don't I didn't I, I never felt that way about De La Soul. Like De La Soul, they were well, see, jack, he, they were like on a jackass type of sh- you know thing. He actually, no no like no, gonna, no when they're not going to roll around in jelly. You see, know what I mean? See, the, yes, they were abstract. But, yes, they yes they wore clothes that weren't necessarily normal for what people consider like uh, hip hop to be or whatever. But see what I'm saying? They but, were just the precursors to the lane. But what I'm trying to say is he actually had an interview himself and out of his own mouth stated some of the stuff that I just said. You see what I'm saying? So basically what he was saying is he was just talking because he's actually more just like Marilyn Manson is way more intelligent than a lot of people realize. That guy's actually way smarter than a lot of people realize. Absolutely. So basically, so basically, what has occurred is he's one of these guys that's the uh, suburban kid that literally actually skateboarded. There were black kids that skateboarded, and they were in particular areas, and they were involved with certain things that you know, including him coming out of the closet here recently and doing all this other stuff. He was involved with all of this stuff. You see what I'm saying? That I, I it doesn't characterize as black people, you're right? Saying, I, I totally get what you're saying. And it comes from yeah, a completely different whole, bag. The yeah. whole lane of being a different type of black person, the whole lane of yes, like being the, allowed to be an abstract black person. Yes. That was denied. Yes, because look, part and of that, my Funkadelic we exists because of that. We weren't able to do that. Yeah. So he's in that, he's on that family tree of being an abstract black person. Yeah. So I agree with you in that sense. And also if you say it, cause I got to take your word for it. Cause I haven't seen the interview. If you it's say, if you said that he said himself, yeah, I get my style. Some of my style from, well, I'm he, paraphrasing, yeah. but if he alluded to that, he gets some of his style from De La Soul, then that ends the whole debate that I'm having with yeah. Fred. I would have right. to, and again, I say you have to give well, Tyler a little bit more but on credit the outside, musically. In, yeah. We're talking about a kid who not only listens to Pharrell and De La Soul, but he also listens to jazz. Jazz. And when you yes. look at his, and when you look at his production style, his production yeah. style is hard body boom back drums over lush, jazzy, jazzy, stringy. Yes. Production. And yeah. I admit, I'm not the biggest Tyler. Yeah. Tyler the Creator. Thing. Yeah, I mean I'm, the new album um is really his best album. Exactly, it is. Uh, Flower Boy is Flower is Boy. is yeah, is, man, is, yeah. is his best piece of work. It cl- yeah, it's close to it, but he's done some man. He's done some stuff in between that and Wolf. Like even with Buffalo, the way the way he juxtaposes stuff together, where he's hanging there and he he gets down and he's get, took that uh, what's call it and turned it into a gay pride shirt. He took that hate shirt. The uh, white power shirt and turned it to a gay pride shirt, and you know he's just got off this uh, his neck broken hanging. He well, this is all he's taking these images. It belongs in a juxtapunt art magazine. See what I'm saying? All this stuff. He, most people can't get it. They just see it and say he's trying to shock us. I'm like, actually, if you know a little bit about art, you see what he's doing there. You see what he's doing? Oh, never mind. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like 
he's shocking you. It's kind of the same way um, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, part of it was the show to shock you. It's all part of it. But there's something else going on. You see what I'm saying? And then whereas Eminem, he's kind of a pure lyricist dude. He came from a culture. Eminem is straight culture kid. See what well, I'm saying? Well, guess what? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, and I'm still in my head debating. So if I'm coming off like I'm yeah. fighting you, it's because I am debating Hold in on, my I'm head. Saying, yeah. Which I don't want to do that, but that's just the way it is. Um, If he said he pulls from Daylight, then that's that's or he it. pulls for more than that. Like I said, it's from like every like he said, everywhere from jazz to Parliament Funkadelic. This I was shocked that he actually name dropped when you name drop somebody like Who Key, that tells so he, me something. So these are all the people yes. he name dropped. Yeah, in he his was named yeah, you your losing. Yeah, exactly. And so he's but he's oh, all yeah. over the place. That's what it is. That's who he pulls from. You know what I'm saying? From the outside looking in. Somebody who may not listen to his music, somebody who's just passing by. Now he likes M. They're, they're going to say M. The yeah, M is person. definitely an influence. The average person yeah. going to say Eminem. Yeah, M is there, but he's not like uh, what's that na- dude's name? Benton, Benton, or whatever. Benton and Jaron Benton. Yeah, them guys are Eminem's like disciples. Right, right. They're right. they're they're his disciples. They sound exactly like Eminem. Whereas this guy is, yeah, he watched Jackass and all. He knows how to play the game. He's playing the game like Marilyn Manson plays the game you see what i'm saying marilyn manson knows how to play the game he knows how to press the buttons he figured out how to play the crowd and once he got that he saw adult swim was for the stoner crazy people he says i got a place here they, they want me and i'm gonna do stoner crazy from stuff. a mute so let's go ahead and move on man moving on to um wait a minute slow down slow down all right this is the grown-ass man hip-hop show he's a grown-ass man I even forgot what the fuck we was talking about, so let's reel this shit back in. We're Top on the 10, list. 2010 to 2007. That's right. Number 10 was Young Thug. Number 9 was Future. We are, our num- we are on number, number eight. 8 right now. Yeah, we were talking about title of the creator. I'm trying to move on to number 7. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So number 7 is who? 7. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like a dungeon dragon Raw, raw, like a dungeon dragon I'm starting to feel like a dungeon dragon Look at my show footage, how these girls be spazzing The fuck I look like getting back to a has-been Yeah, I said it, has-been Hang it up, flat screen <laughs> Plasma, hey nigga, hey nigga Asthma, I got the pumps, it ain't got medicine I got bars, sentencing I'm a bad bitch, I'm a cunt And I'll kick that hoe, punt Force trauma you play the back, bitch, I'm in the front You need a job, this ain't cutting it Nicki Minaj is who you ain't fucking with You little brag about beat you with a paddle lock I am a movie, camera block You out of work, I know it's tough Nicki Minaj, Nicki Number seven is Nicki Minaj Her butt implants are number seven. Oh shit No, no, you swapped them, remember? Who would I swap? I thought you had number seven as Tyler the Creator and number... I didn't move Tyler the Creator. Okay. So you don't think Nikki is more influential than Tyler? Because that's where we switched. So which one are we going with? Eh. Go with Nikki. So Nikki is number eight? What? I don't know. I thought Nikki was seven. Nikki is seven. Do you think Nikki should be seven? 
I think Nicki Minaj should be way higher from all the hits that she made. And Me everything too. Like that. Me too. Well, Nicki but, is cold right now, and she didn't took a couple L's. And I mean, not really. I, I mean, I, 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 what L did she take? Um, I, I didn't. You know well, what? She took I didn't. The I didn't agree. We she, didn't. I didn't agree with. I didn't. I didn't think that that Remy Ma song was that good. Well, she. She she took the Remy Ma. L, Everybody now the and world would cold. say that she did take an L though. If you if you just go by the world, the world would definitely be like, oh yeah, she lost. But I feel like people just want to ride with. And, let, and let's be honest. Me. Let's just be honest with you. Let's just be honest with each other. Pink Print was not a good album. I'm not even that big of a fan of her music as much as I'm just talking about the influence that she had. She's had the hits that she's made. She uh, does have hits. The, she does have influence. But if the you songs, re- the songs that the different songs that she's she's gone to the top with. That's what I'm talking about. And her ass is humongous, like Fred Freeze wanted me to mention. Yeah, her ass is. I don't weird, know if it's real, but, but it's weird. But it's hers. She has receipts for both cheeks. But um, ass to hip ratio. I think she comes in at number seven for me because if you really look at her catalog, the MC that we thought she was has not showed up in she, about three years. The, 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 she's kind of gone more down that pop lane, and I think she's trying to find her next thing, and that's what's really killing her. And like like we were saying with that a whole situation with Remy Ma, that's one of those type of situations where it's like a backlash going on, slowly back and forth. Like people, there's so much of that club stuff out there that anytime somebody spits some lyrical, you got everybody that want to feel like they real MC, real rap fans or whatever like that, or that they're on serious music. If somebody spit some hot bars, they quickly be like, "Yeah, man, this the greatest ever," and you be sitting up here like, "Really." This person well, she in, caught Nikki when Nikki was spitting a whole lot of bullshit. That's true, and, but she really wasn't even wanna, in pocket with that flow, though. You know that. No, right? she wasn't in pocket, she and her flow was awful. Remy Ma, Remy Ma's flow was awful when she wasn't in pocket. Nature of that flow to that beat was not on. That was like, I mean, but you it still beat, handed her you know an L. Yeah, but it still handed her an L. Exactly, and I'm, I'm still wet, and honestly yeah. and truthfully, has Nikki Minaj recovered from that L? I don't even know was it a hit. I think from losing. I don't think. I don't from moving. I think Nikki hurt Nikki. From from you know, from yeah. losing her Ghost Rider, yeah. yeah. From losing her Ghost Rider, Safari. To to yeah. to taking that L from Nicki Minaj is why I think she's coming in at number seven. Yeah, well, because I, I, would say, I, think I have the only Ghost thing. Rider, yeah, but if you if you judge everything that she's done, I think that she's done more from from just an influence. Just how many women and how many girls she influenced and how many people. Supported her music. The whole Barbie I'm not, movement. I, I'm I mean, not, I, I'm not, I'm not, not one of movement. I'm not, I'm not one of movement. Yeah, I'm not in. Yeah. But, but let's talk about her time. only classic verse. Her only classic verse is off Monster. Well, see, the but now we're talking verse, about verses. The monster, the monster verse, because it's important to her catalog. Well, she toured. I don't know about she that, toured. Man, but there are certain people on this list who I don't think have any. She great toured. Verses. She yes, toured. She toured <laughs> off of the monster verse. The monster verse catapulted her. To another level where she was giving the illusion that she was an MC. See the thing, that, and now where, what is Nicki Minaj doing? It's funny because we didn't even Frauds. talk about Meek Mill on this. We I don't think we mentioned Meek Mill one time. Fraud, it's fucking hilarious. No, fraud. Listen, fraud is not a good. It was supposed to be the response, but it was not. It's not a hot song. See the thing is, this is the thing that's been fucking me up. When we put these lists together, we try to go. We try to balance between lyrics and influence, and Lawrence G surprised me with this list because he went with lyrics more than influence we feel as if if you have lyrics and influence that ranks you higher than somebody who has their attributes stacked in the other lane one way or the other 
Um, so everything that's coming out of Lawrence G's mouth is, well, this motherfucker's music and lyrics is or isn't good, and that's kind of his determining factor. Um, I think she's on the. Let, let, let me tell you if why. If we base it on influence alone, Nikki is in top five. Let yeah. me tell you why she's like I said she's at number seven. I think she's in a good place at number seven because whatever she had is is it's it's whining and she's or waning and she's got to find her next moment. And see that's what I think she's doing. I think she's trying to. I think the biggest thing that hurt her is the loss of her ghostwriter. If that's the case, if that's you know that's the thing. Should and somebody think, who even has a ghostwriter even be on this fucking list? This is a pop list, man. Damn. I you gotta, you gotta, you gotta shit. be real. It's a pop list, cause like some people on this list need ghostwriters. Yes, badly. I said some people on this list need ghostwriters badly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and like I Call said, 2017. This is a 2010s list, so it's not it's, like the other list. The other lists were tough because it's like everybody on those other lists, everyone that we pick was a legend. There are people I legitimately don't like. On this list, I guess that's the biggest difference between the 2000s and and the 80s and the 80s and the 90s. That's that's a unique thing. Yes, and I mean that that he he told the truth. I mean, yeah. but it, like I said, it's pop. Like a lot of these things are large production efforts, and from labels, somebody creates an image, and somebody comes in and writes the lyrics. It's not what we call our single songwriter, our <clears throat> traditional MCs. These people are not MCs. They they're not gonna be invited. I think we. I mean, and and this list speaks to except for what we've been doing. If you look at it with each list, we slowly started moving away. When we got when we got after the nineties, we slowly started moving away from MC MCs. When we got to the two thousands, we moved with the natural progression progression of the game. game, Unfortunately, and and that's and that goes back to what I said. If we are left to our own devices. Then we gonna make super lyrical lists most of the time, or at least abstract creative lists. If yeah. you can't rap, you wouldn't be on the list if you leave it to our own devices. Exactly. But it's undeniable. How can I say this without sounding like a purist? It's undeniable. You that can't do it without sounding like a purist. I'd like to see you try. It's undeniable, like Fred said. It's undeniable. To you already sound like a purist. You used a three syllable word, undeniable. Un- undeniable. Four, five. What? Undeniable. Five. I'm sorry. No, you're I'm, not a lyricist. I'm not a lyricist. Uh, old Ben Vereen looking ass nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, um, it's it's undeniable. <laughs> cracked on me one too many damn times. That ass whooping coming. <laughs> that ass whooping ain't coming. When the nigga say you got one more time, that means you are gonna <laughs> oh, get your ass beat on. But anyway, it's undeniable when you're oh, making a list like this. Going Mr. With the progression Peanut of the game, face ass nigga. I, my, I actually look like Mr. Potato Head. You do look like Mr. Potato with the Head. Small top and big. So, see, I can crack on myself. Um, <laughs> see, I'm telling but let me get you. to my point. Let me <laughs> let me get to my point. My point is, if you go with, we have to make these lists with the natural progression of the game. We have to make these lists with the artists that are available, and the artists that are available are the. Sometimes are the artists who can't rap. That, no, artists that laughing. are available. I'm laughing because you handed me the mic because you're like, I hate this list so much. I don't have anything else to say. Take this shit. <laughs> this man's you're throwing the mic at me. Take the mic. These motherfuckers are whack in comparison I'm to the other three my, decades. That's I'm what we're saying. No okay, so let's go ahead and move on. Moving on to number six is Gucci Man. What's up, buddy? Yell everything this time. You know what I'm talking about? 
yellow rims, yellow big booty, yellow bones, <laughs> yellow lambs, yellow MPs, yellow watch, yellow charm ring, chain, yellow living room set, lemonade green shoes for my girl. stand up for Goo He is Mr. Alabama when it comes to rap music. He ain't gonna fucking admit that shit. He is out. He ain't gonna admit it because, you from know, Atlanta, right? yeah, he's from, that's, that's Mr. Atlanta. Well, he can't be Mr. Atlanta. There's too many Mr. Atlantas. He better admit Mr. Alabama. But, and he is, the, you know, the man of Bessemer. But to be, to keep it 100, a lot of these people today wouldn't be where they are if it wasn't for Gucci Mane. Let's be. Let's keep it one hundred. Who? New G. Uh, uh Young Thug. Young Thug. The Migos. Uh, the Migos. Uh, uh Waka Flocka Waka Flame. Flame. Oh, okay. See what I'm saying? I thought you meant on some Brick Squad. Uh, Zaytoven. Mike Will made it. Yes. Like Gucci yeah. Man for this generation, Gucci Man is like a genius A and R. Exactly. Okay. I, my bad. I thought you meant like influence. He that is his influence. That, that is, is his, his influence. influence. Those those are the people he like directly put into the game, though, right? No, uh, no. no, not the Migos. Not the Migos. He didn't put Migos directly into the game. He put Mike Will made it in Zaytoven, Zaytoven into directly the into the game. He Flocka. put Walker Flocka directly into, into the, the game. game. So I know he did he that. had Young Thug signed to Brick Squad. So Brick, I know Brick he did squad. that. Yeah. So and the then, only p- people on that list that he influenced, Young Thug, are you the biggest artists in the game right now. Hold on, let's say you're right. You're right. Y'all yeah, right. Yeah, like you say, guys are absolutely right. Because if you look at Young Thug's wiki, he actually says that he was influenced by Lil Wayne, Gucci Mane, and Kanye West. That's his biggest. Where's influence. the Kanye West part of it? I have no. I idea. guess it's in this little <laughs> esoteric style. It's, 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 okay. It's okay. He does get some consistency in his what you call it stylistically. So I guess you could do that in his in his whole over thing. But Gucci, like, no, he's another one of those dudes yeah. that. Um, you know what? I remember when uh, I st- I was listening to some of his mixtapes because people would tell me about him, and he was one of those dudes that I remember just listening to. You remember he used to just rap for like two hours on a mixtape, and um, I remember we took it out and we were like, "Well, that shit is fucking terrible." We just oh, thought- that nigga will admit Gucci Man between two thousand and two thousand ten dropped seventy nine mixtapes, and he will tell you the majority of the mixtapes were horrible. Yeah, oh, yeah, they were just yes. terrible. But he was doing it for position. But I do respect like uh. Joey Burnham was talking about early earlier. I do respect, I respect that side of it. I respect the fact that he did seventy nine fucking mixtapes. You gotta think about that. Yeah, that's a lot of hard and work and counting. And I can't get and and you can't get like some folks like I'm telling you, I, I want them. <laughs> I just so I can't even. Some people they did do seventy nine mixtapes, but yes. you'll never hear them. They'll never come out. Exactly. These niggas nowadays can't even get a solid seventy nine songs together. Yeah. 
<laughs> they can't get a, a damn song worth seven dollars and ninety cent. They can't get a song that's seven minutes and ninety seconds. Well, see, it's the grind. It's like, and that's another thing we just said something about it's the grind because, like I said, I actually got a chance to meet Gucci Man in the early part of his career, and he was passing out. What was he doing? Passing out his CD pre icy. Icy was on the CD that he was pushing to the radio station. Exactly. He had T-shirts that he had printed at his house that you looks like you can iron the what you call it on, like iron your little your logo. whatever on. Right. It was the album cover. This album cover looked like a bad No Lemon album cover. This is before the but deal, he was grinding before the though. money, before the radio stuff. He was grinding. So that's why I like I say Gucci. Hard work beat talent when talent don't work hard. Exactly. So Gucci, you got to give him credit. For what he's done as far as like that and he can rap if he wants to sometime yeah he he's does have some verses cool. out there where he has actually yeah, rap when he rapped with Lil Wayne before he came off good uh, uh, Mr. Mr. M- M- F- Esquire, Esquire he came off good you you, you made Kanye a good uh, West. Kanye West you actually talked about uh, Lemonade. Lemonade Lemonade yeah that was a tribute to like older styles of rap you know what I'm saying like you know, even the, the the slick Ricks and Dana Dane, some of the stuff that he was doing, the cadences and stuff that he was flipping down to, you know, that was kind of like, you know what I mean? It was a tribute. A lot of people are like, oh no way, blah blah. I'm like, man. But the thing about Gucci is he knows his lane. He, he knows, knows his lane. that he, he they don't want to hear him rap. Exactly. They want to hear Gucci do his. They want to hear Gucci be Gucci. Now, exactly. one thing you can say Gucci. about Gucci, there's a debate going on about trap music. T.I., we all know that T.I. started trap music. Exactly. He came up, he coined trap music. Yes. But it was an offspring of crunk. Yes. Um, the next evolution went from that was Young Jeezy and Shorty Red. Yep. They started to hone what the beginnings of trap would look like. Exactly. Now, when you get down to Future and Zaytoven, they created the trap sound. Yep. They And they have modernized the trap sound. Mm-hmm. And Future, added on to that list, has at turned the trap sound into a genre yep. and now trap is is uh is running the radio and mm-hmm. you can think that to, you can thank it to a couple of people really but gucci is definitely on that list of trap pioneers you have to give gucci his credit for what he did sonically and where we're at right now guap burr <laughs> all right so so burr. so moving on to number um that was number six all right, so let's recap right quick. Young Thug is number 10. Number 9 is Future. Number 8 is Nicki Minaj. Number 7 is Tyler, the creator. Number 6 is Gucci Mane. And we are getting into 1 through 5. 5 being the first one since we're moving backwards. Uh, 2 Chains. Yeah, coming in at number 5. 2 Chain. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. It's mine, I spend it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. It's mine, I spend 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 it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. It's mine, I spend it. It's mine, I spend it. It's mine, I spend it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around my side of town. Gloves, I beat the trial. I had the coke, I had a smile, and I had the coke for every style. Crocodile, the gator type. I'm allergic to the hater type. I take your wife, give her back. Nine months after that, similar, similar to saying mama's baby's daddy, maybe. Uh, when we had sex, I was in a Mercedes, and I ain't 
crazy. But if that's my baby, then we gonna have to name the little baby Mercedes. The money that I'm making, I don't see it like I'm blind. I'd rather spend money, baby, I don't spend time. My pockets on full, and so is my gas tank. And all my cars got gas in the ashtray. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. It's mine, I spend it. Breast child. Yes. <laughs> the baby boy in the country. Titty fed. Yes. Titty fed a titty boy. A young man who was um spent his time at Alabama State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a basketball scholarship. Yes, yes. on a basketball and, and has a degree in sociology. Mm-hmm. Like every athlete ever. Yes, yes. Every yes. athlete ever. Whenever they go um, to college. Whenever you at, when whenever you go to college on a scholarship <laughs> for basketball or football, they always put you in a sociology class like class because yes. it's just the easiest thing to go with it's just like okay you got to show up twice this semester now go play football go play football now nigger mm-hmm. uh <laughs> but yeah but it's like um you know what man he made that change he made that change from titty man from D- dtp failure why do you keep calling him titty man i call him titty man forever he's always gonna be titty man it's Titty Boy. Why are you calling him Titty Man? I always felt like he should have gone with Titty Man. Titty Man sounds better than Titty Boy to me. He's like, you're a Titty him, Boy. I saw him doing an interview on Everyday Struggle. Is that the name of the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. With Joe Button, Academics, and old ass girl. Um, Her name is Nadeska. Nadeska. She's not pretty ass girl. Pretty ass girl. You're That's being disrespectful. Yes. P A G, pretty ass girl. That's going to be her name. Pag. No. Pag. Pag. your old Pag ass. <laughs> but no, um, he was talking about rebranding himself. And he said, "Going from Titty Boy to Two Chains is a rebranding because yes. that's what Fortune 500 companies do. They rebrand themselves and they recreate themselves. Pepsi and Coca-Cola, and I'm paraphrasing, but he pretty much said the name change was about making himself new and rebranding. And um, the new album that he put out with the whole Daniel Sun karate theme shit. Oh yeah, yeah. He said that was also about rebranding, and that's how he keeps himself new and relevant. So Daniel, what ne- Daniel Sun necklace done? Yes, that shit, shit was hard. Yeah, yeah. And see, and that that's when because he, he started rapping more now. He started. That's why I said he at first he was doing more of the almost somewhat of a Jeezy pair, like somewhat you know like almost doing ad lib type verses, and just kind of like following himself up. And he moved up and slowly became more and more lyrical. And people sleep on the fact that Two Chain actually shows that he's a southern rapper type guy. Right. You see what I'm saying? That when, when he's guys, definitely from the school of. Bun B. Yeah, and exactly. And T.I. I give him a lot of shit, but he's come a long way. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, I mean, he, he, he actually there. said. He just, he just don't do it. He, he, he actually said it. on the interview, I think it's on The Breakfast Club, he said, I, the, the thing is, I've been playing a lot. Yeah. And I've been, and, and that's not allowed people to take me serious. He's like, I can really rap, but I did so much playing that people don't take me serious. Exactly. So now I got to rap. And, and if he wants to be mentioned among the greats and have that longevity, he's he's got a rap it's catalog time now yeah it's, yeah, it's definitely it's, it's, it's getting into catalog because after a while you get a certain age you're not gonna you're not gonna resonate with the club unless you pin him from somebody else because like ain't nobody gonna want to see the old guy in the club doing fate the face of him doing that old doing that song now if you can get behind the boards and be the elect like do like uh the guys with the robot helmets right right uh, right uh, uh uh daft punk daft punk you can do like them where you covering your face or something they'll still let you come to the club and do that but they don't want to see the old man in the club doing. They don't want to see Luke, even though he's legendary Luke. So I think saying. in terms of two chains, 
the damage is already done. The damage in terms of I don't think he could put out his most lyrical album ever and it would sway some people. But for the most part, when you remember two chains, it ain't gonna be like top lyricist type of guy. Well, I, I'm just gonna say this for this generation, I think what's gonna happen is I'm just I don't think he's gonna try to be top lyricist. I think he's trying to make a catalog where he can maybe slide into that southern rap coasting lane, maybe bring back some riding music. I think if he his transition probably would because this is what he was kind of talking about a little bit more southern club, substance exactly if you can bounce from the club and southern fun like you know how the old uncle sit on the porch and just talk shit like you know she was so thick not a food of five bit you know what I'm saying so she you know that's basically what they'll do sit there and be on the porch talking shit you got your oldest uncle out there doing it yada 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 have fun ride music and occasionally throw a substantive song in there like UGK. One day you're here, the next day you're gone, and I'm out. Yeah, that's it. So, well, don't underestimate the fact that Two Chains has a uh, a, a, a an audience. Yes, he does. He has an audience of of, of followers who are actually paying attention to what he does. Mm-hmm. They're gonna ride with him regardless. Exactly. See, the thing that's gonna happen with him, I don't think that Two Chains is going to lose anybody. Yep. Because you got to remember, there's a group of people out there. He's got a market all his own where people thought two chains could rap any damn way. Yep. Yep. And what's all that's going to happen is that, I mean, I mean, two chains wrapped off of a static selector beat and he's on and, a day and, La killed soul it. and he's on the day. Killed, La soul yeah. album. So all it's going to do now is he's just going to expand his audience, maybe move away from that trap or bring that trap audience over to the hip hop audience and merge the two. That's all that's gonna. That's all that's gonna happen because two chains as a as a um, as an artist, he good for about between fifty thousand and one hundred fifty thousand units. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And touring, so yep. I think, and that's something you take very seriously, especially with an artist who has that much charisma. Actually, rapping in this day and age, when you have somebody almost in that Little Wayne lane who has charisma and is actually rapping. Over time, you'll see his star start to rise and you'll see his respect start. It's going to be a slow burn. It's going to be a killer Mike type burn. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's going to happen. So you got to give you got to give two chains that respect because and and, and when all this de- smartest and, decision ever to become two chains, by the way. Yeah. I mean, Titty Boy was a horrible name. You can't I can't play Titty Boy on the radio. That's baby. That's boy like that's country. like naming. That's like having a nigga named Dick Girl. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't play that shit on the radio. Hey, that's or, in the or country. Dick that's, Smoker. Exactly. That's baby boy in the country. Exactly. That's the baby. That's like, yeah, and that's baby. Like, yeah. That's like the knee baby. All right. Yeah. So moving on in the list, guys. Coming in at number four. Four. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dreadhead niggas in your lobby. Channel riding through the street, they 
never sweet out. My shooters come for free, so if one more label try to stop me. Chance the rapper. Yeah, what can I say about Chance? Chance is kind of like he's a he influenced this generation of vibe rappers. Right. You know what I'm saying? The the rappers that are crooning and they're croon rapping. They're the vibe rappers. Yeah, now they Did you say that. coon? Well, coon. I, I would put him coon. more. Here's Not what I say coon, about. Here's, here's what I say about Chance. Here's, here's what I say about Chance. Chance is the second coming of late registration Kanye. Yeah, he could yeah. be this decade's. He's Kanye this decade's. West. He is 2010 through 2017's Kanye West. Almost to the point where, when after Kanye heard what he was doing with his album. He wanted him to come and do the same thing. He 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 tried to Kanye chance the rapper, but it was badly executed for some whatever reason this time with the life of Pablo. Normally there's situations when Kanye takes that underground rapper, co-ops his style, and is and Kanyeanizes it and it blows up. This time that didn't happen with the life of Pablo. Well, see, I, I don't think that's what Life of Pablo was. Well, it, it was I think that Me neither. That, that's not like well you look at you look God at the it. opening song but i mean that that, that and then you look nod, at that, that, that's that, not that's not even close to it it's like really what that is that album is like uh the clippings it's like all of the basically kanye is in the deep underground and he's in the deep electronic underground and he's getting all these experimental artists and he's playing off of these experimental artists and he's trying to bring that sound to the mainstream Whereas now like I would Chance I would rappers, agree with you I would have agreed with you if we were talking about Jesus, but the life of Pablo it still is that the life of Pablo is a combination between Jesus and that clipping sound and 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 um um the death grips it's it's that and it's him seeing what Chance was doing and 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 knowing that people want some of that late registration Kanye because if you look at the opening song with Kurt Franklin and Kelly Price and him but, but that, that's that's, that's there there are three or four albums on that <laughs> that's Chicago though but that's the, that but that's what chance that's the coloring book formula. I know, but see, he tried I mean, to bring it over. Really, that's really just Chicago, though. Yeah, it's Chicago, saying, but this, this you got to realize Kanye West went so far from Chicago now, that it still, took now, it now, took Chance the Rapper to bring him back. Now that's my point. Without Chance the Rapper being in it, my point is this: He made 808s, he made Yeezus, and then he realized maybe I should just get back to rapping. Nothing too abstract, nothing too over the top, nothing too sing songy, auto tunish. Maybe I should just get back to a more hip hop rapping ass Kanye. And I think that's why you got life for Pablo. Not because of Chance. Not because of anything like that. I think you got life for Pablo because he just felt like Chance was in the studio with him. Chance Chance wrote Waves with Chris Brown. Chance the rapper was an influence on the life of Pablo. Now what is is Waves? Waves is just a song. It's it's the song with him and Chris Brown. It was almost cut. If it if it had not been for Chance the Rapper's influence, Chance the Rapper said, "It's on the life of Pablo." So who's on the song? It's it's Kanye West and Chris Brown. Yeah. So Chance wrote the lyrics for Kanye. I think he had something to do with some production and the chorus. Okay. And see, the the key is what I'm saying about all of that is. So you saying he had a production hand in the life of Pablo? Well, he had on that song. He had more more than one song. He had he had production hand on the life of Pablo. 
he was with Kanye. He, you know how Kanye does. Oh yeah, but he had like he, a larger group. But he had like but, Chance was there too. But he, I'm he telling you, he it. heard what Chance D was and doing he with some of, some and he of it. and let he me tried to co-opt the sound. You know how Kanye co-ops the, now, your let, sound. Now let me but ask you I'm this. Let me ask you two questions. First question: Can you show me evidence? And I know the answer is yes, but I'm going somewhere. It's a loaded question. Can you show me evidence that Chance produced songs on the album? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course the answer is yes. We can all prove that. Mm-hmm. Can you show me evidence that he pulled from Chance's style? Listen to listen is that your to, opinion or listen is that to, fact? Listen to coloring book. Is that your opinion? Listen or to or is that your fact? Listen to coloring book. Listen to coloring book okay. and then listen to the life of Pablo. The chance the rapper influence is clearly in the first half of Life of Pablo. Okay. So Chance producing on the album is a fact because it's written in stone and inside the liner notes, right? Yeah, and he's also made their YouTube videos about this. Okay, so that's a fact. There's interviews about now, it. Now, the other thing you said, is that a fact or is that your humble That opinion? is a fact. If you listen- It's a fact? If it is a fact, sonically, if you listen to- Okay, so to, if it's a fact, I should be able to trace it back to somewhere. If Where you, can I find this information? Is it a, did, did Kanye do an interview saying this? Chance did. You want to hear this uh, original version of Waves that I made for Ye? Yeah. So bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. So bring it up in that place that. Process. Yeah. I I I uh I had this big choir and did a crazy arrangement for it. He took out all the choirs. He kept my verses, but changed everything else. Chance talks about the song Waves and he talks okay, about he talks about waves. He but talks about, about waves. Album? What I'm telling you, if you listen, I'm telling I'll you. I'll shut the fuck up. I'm being rude. If bad. you listen, I'm telling you that. Color, listen to Coloring Book. Now we know here's your proof. We know that Chance the Rapper had influence on the Life of Pablo album. Okay. Now the proof is in when the you, liner notes. He had. We know he had. He was there. He had work. He did production. He had an influence. I agree. Whatever that was, he had an influence. I Writing, production, that. course, courses, lines, whatever it was, he had. He had influence. I agree. Now. Listen, listen to Coloring, Coloring Book, and then go listen to the first half of the life, life of, of Pablo, Pablo, and you will hear the Coloring Book influence. Coloring Book was re- was already being recorded before the life of Pablo. Okay, so before they got together in the studio, Chance the rapper brought some of the songs he was working on from Coloring Book to the studio. For Kanye West to hear and Kanye West got with him and Kanye announced the situation he okay. tried to co-opt the style for the first half of life of Pablo so you found this information what you're saying to me sounds like you have a source like you have it's inf- it's on the internet it's true he there okay. are videos of him talking about when yeah. when when um coloring book came out he talked about his experience with Kanye West during the life of life uh, making the life of Pablo and who said this Chance the Rapper Chance the Rapper, Chance the Rapper Talked about his Heavy influence Yeah yeah. Now here's my thing With it This is what I was Trying to bring home With it uh, I saw the influence In the fact that They both You know Like he brought His You know Because Chicago Has a big Religious undercurrent 
with people going black people going to church so a lot of the music from the music and the soul of chicago and all of that stuff came out the church came out the blues came out the jazz that chicago created they created their own unique styles of this stuff plus you had the house elements then you got that experimental underground element that people forget about well basically what chance did was he kind of pushed kanye more toward bringing back some more of that church element because if you even look at the way the the writing on the album is kind of like in the a shape of a church playing glass window in old english mm-hmm. okay. he, so that part is there uh but my thing is like he took kanye took it and took it in a deconstructionist route right right right, right whereas right. uh chance the rapper took it and you know you had church people thinking it was a gospel album even though he was cussing all over the album uh, all over uh, thought, uh, what you call it coloring well, book was a more of a uh, yeah because he had so many okay so let me ask you this because and, I'm, and I'm, as a matter of fact I say this too you Kanye West also calls the life of Pablo a gospel album yep I can see that yep because this is a really really why wouldn't it be dream. yeah if you think outside the box I, I, I'll say this I'm kind of skeptical of that concept of Kanye borrowing from chance I'm kind of skeptical of that it's not unlike Kanye to borrow. Yeah, because that's what but, he does. He brought in. Uh, yeah. But let me ask you this, because hey, I, I I listen to what people like. Say. I said, go back and lis- listen. To, let me ask you this: listen to Coloring Book and then go listen to the first half of Life of Pop. And I'm guilty yeah. of not listening thoroughly to either album. So if I listen to the albums, okay, I would probably you you'll totally hear the, you you're gonna hear the you're gonna hear the the production influence and everything. So let me ask you: I this. think Kanye West might have taken it a little further because but. But that's just Kanye West thinking the idea through. Yeah, yeah, he's he he did deconstructionism. With, he did he did a deconstructed album that was supposed to be disjointed, like a lot of the broken pieces. Like it's, a, it's supposed to be like a found. You know when a producer's just producing, and if you go in my studio and you'll hear like, "Damn, when Fred gonna finish that song?" Well, Kanye would just take that, chop it right there, and it would open up into another song. You feel me? And it would just show that rough abruptness about it, and it would just seem like I just freestyled and stopped. And people were like, "Man, what the fuck?" And he started doing that type of stuff, and then he incorporated that spiritual. Like, it's almost a show kind of like of a, a nudity almost in emotion. When he was doing certain stuff like, you know, the father stretched my hands. Yeah. Uh, you know, that whole hype, what you call a light beam. Mm-hmm. All ultra, light like, beam. ultra light ultra beam. Ultra light beam. All that stuff was kind of like a high reverence type thing. Now, that you sounds, know. you know. You know. This is a God dream. Let me say two things. Number one. It's weird that we're basically saying Kanye bit somebody who bit him. So in the end, doesn't he just end up sounding like Kanye? If he bit somebody who bit Kanye, if Kanye really, bit, it's really not biting what Kanye does. I mean, is, I'm just paraphrasing, yeah. paraphrasing to make a point. Yeah, but that's the first thing I want to say. Yeah. Second thing I want to say is it sounds like what you two are saying is Kanye is Dr. Dre and Chance is Kendrick Lamar. In a way, in a way, in a way, because the uh, the NWA soundtrack. What's the name of that? Compton. Compton. The, the Compton CD by Dr. Dre. Sounds, that nigga old. He said CD. Nigga, we streaming. I know, nigga. right? I said CD. Nigga, you said CD. You old. The Compton album Woo. by Dr. Dre sounds like a Kendrick Lamar album. Well, Sorry, actually, I tell you the truth, and I'm getting off. Let's. I go off the beaten path just to bring and it back I think for a Dre second. Dre was influenced by Kendrick. The same way you're saying Kanye was, was influenced, influenced by, by Chance. Right. I'll tell you this. Go and and I'll get off the beaten path for a minute and then we'll bring it back in. <laughs> Listen to Compton, to Pimp a Butterfly, and the documentary to 
all that shit was on the same same little wave. Yeah, listen to all three of them albums back to back. Yeah, they all they, they it's the same vibe. Yep. As a matter of fact, on the on documentary two point five, when game re releases, you can hear. I really, I think personally, this is what I I feel like this happened. I think there was an album that the game did and completed before he listened to Pimp a Butterfly and before he saw Straight Outta Compton and before he listened to the Compton soundtrack. And then there was a there was recording sessions after that that directly reflect those three albums. Okay, now and then let's go ahead and move on, man. <laughs> It's like a twenty-minute conversation about uh about uh <laughs> the life of Pablo and Kanye West and Chance the Rapper and everything like that. Yeah, it's a podcast. But yeah, I understand. So so moving on to number three. Why don't, you, why don't you recap ten through four then? Nah, we'll fuck? just we'll do that later, man. I do the recap later, man. Let's go this ahead is, and get through it, man. It's like enough. So so coming in at number three. Is Drake And I know a lot of people Gonna be like Well we ain't got Drake At number one or two Here's why I don't have Drake at one or two Because the question Of him having a ghostwriter Is hovering over his head You can't be a goat And this has been said A hundred times before You can't be a goat And have a ghostwriter it's greatest of all time, not ghost of all time. Baby, you're mine. <clears throat> which which part of this his music has been ghost written? Can you can you say for certain that his nobody verses... can say for certain? This is a rumor. It's so it's, it's on, a nasty a rumor, little thorn in his side. It's a on a rumor, rumor, I can't necessarily side. just take that away from him. No, I don't take anything away from him, but I, I just speak to why he's placed where he's placed. Quentin Miller was on the Vlad uh, 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 little situation talking. Yeah, he's on retainer for Drake. It's more than a rumor. Quentin Miller confirmed that he has written songs for Drake. The entire song, start to finish, and Drake like went in the studio and spat and spat. They didn't work together. They didn't. They didn't collaborate. They didn't. He didn't just give him an idea. Let me for tell a you song. something, dude. You gotta I'll realize. Let me narrow it down. Let me narrow. Hold. It let down. me say this, and I'll let you have it. Drake went from singer slash rapper to machine. And when and you when get to the machine, and when you're a writer. machine, you got to realize Drake just ain't rapping. He's singing and rapping. So even and, and this is where it gets a little fuzzy, because as a rapper, the standard is or at least the old school standard is if you're an MC, you write for yourself. Drake brings a different uh, paradox into that situation because. He ain't. He's not a singer like Devin the Dude. He ain't a singer like Zero. He ain't a singer like a Nate Dog. This dude actually crafted R and B and pop hits. If he, he had he a writer, R and B artist, if he wanted right, to, right? Exactly. If if he brought in a ghostwriter, 
it would just be the R for the R and B side. And then you have to look at that and go, eh. How do we feel about that? Because a lot of R and B singers have ghostwriters. I think for what he does, there has to be some kind of assistance. Especially when you think about the songs. Dude made actual songs that charted on the radio. Aside from his rapping. Dude made actual songs. And when you have songs, pop songs and R&B songs that big. That's when that machine kicks in. And you can kind of. I mean there's stories of him taking uh, Magic Jordan. And locking them in. Giving the niggas tents and locking them in the studio until they came out with a hit. That's why their album wasn't so good. Because they gave all the hits to Drake. On the singing side. And this was before. Did you say Michael Jordan? Magic Jordan. It's it's his R&B group that he has. Um, Not Magic Jordan, but Majid Jordan. I don't don't know. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's Uh, two white white guys. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking about. I don't know how much writing was or wasn't done for Drake. It would only make sense because as a machine, you're going to need more than one pen doing the work. Lyrics and hooks and songs and all kind of shit. In order to have a, a, a properly ran machine, you need a lot of pieces. Um... But what song did the reference track come from? There, Quentin Miller had a, a, a song that he did, and Drake took that song, changed some of the words, and it ended up being a reference track. It was either 10 bands. I should know more about this subject. I think it's 10 bands, wasn't I it? I think it's 10 bands. I think it's 10 bands. So that's at least one song we know. But all we got was the hook. No. I, the reference track was only the hook, wasn't it? The whole fucking song. But here's my question, though. Right? Yeah. I, I, I understand that, but here, here's my question. I've never really heard, outside of young people and people who are just hardcore fans, of people putting Drake in a super elite status. I mean, we've got him on this position on the list because of what he's kind of meant for this. He, he is in the super elite status, no, but well, is it for, like, is it for it, bars? Is what, it for it's no, not for bars. It's not, no, it's not for bars or anything like that. I feel like it's just, he's basically the future of Father MC and all of, and, and uh, Ill and Al Scratch and the R&B rapper. He is the, he is the, uh, the full, he's the child of LL exactly. Cool J and Heavy and, D. Well, he ain't even, he like, he's farther alone than that. He's like truly, the R&B rapper. I'm talking about the guy that's going to bust out singing because people forget that R&B and rap used to be two separate entities that didn't mm-hmm. like each other very much. And in fact, rap called R&B rapping, uh, uh, what it calls some stuff, when they say R&B, they say a slur rapping bullshit. Right. So if you even had somebody singing on your hook, they would call you soft. And EPMD famously said, did the song Crossover, talking about that, like keep the crossover. So basically, Drake is the nemesis of that and he's the future of where we're at right now, however it came along, is here. And I just don't see how like him having a ghostwriter. And didn't crossover have like an R and B hook? Yeah, that's what's fun. No, it's it's actually a funk hook. It's a funk hook. It's a parliament it, hook. No, it's it's see they they they, they gave way to that. That's they kinda funk. that's kinda hypocritical. I know, but they always if what you're though. saying is whatever indeed. you are. Let's get 
down Roll with the hardcore funk, the hardcore sound Let's get with this Macadocious funk material So simple When I rock with the instrumental Who am I? You ain't never heard the crossover? Whatever you need That's I have And that's why I'm referencing up If what Fred is saying is true Check the crossover. Keep it. Yeah, if if what you're saying is true, that's very hypocritical in that part. But I just wanted to add that. In. Yeah, that's but the, but the, the but the funny thing is, and Drake, when you think of to be real with you, I'm, I'm gonna cut you off on purpose. Baby, you might ever to be real with you, Drake right. started popping in like 2009, 2010. Yep. So we can actually put Drake on that 2000. Uh, Drake wasn't Drake till 2010s. Though. Yeah. Drake wasn't he Drake wasn't, till 2010. Until he got that Kia Shine hook that was written for him. I, I 2008, agree with him. 9, hey, now that's something. 2007, 8, 9, that nigga was a rapidy rapper. That was that was key. That, that was a Kia Shine song that he he was right, selling right, to right, Lil right. Wayne. So yeah. he had that hook was already there. That baby, you're my everything. You all I ever want. Yeah, this is true. Niggas do that shit all the time. Yeah, but see, I um, think Drake is a powerhouse. Yeah, and I yeah. I, I, I don't take I away agree. from him for that. No, I agree, man. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it seems like it switches with the list. Sometimes, like one one artist we punish for not having lyrics. One artist has, you know, we reward for having lyrics. And I don't know. But as far We're as just being a superstar, if it's just if it's just like a big list, you know, if it's just a, a who's like the number one list, I think this is an all right spot for Drake. I would I would have put him at two or one, but so far, I, I mean, just just because just because of impact. I de- yeah, I definitely give him the impact. I'm glad you said that. I definitely give him the impact yeah, because right now, I mean, there are so many artists copying the Drake sound. That's it. So That's it. many yeah. artists. I like I was saying, like I said yeah, earlier, no, 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 I no. haven't seen I haven't seen an artist influence on music in this way since Prince in the eighties. Yeah. If you remember in the time then in the eighties, that Prince sound, niggas who wasn't even associated with Prince was doing the Prince sound. Exactly. And Drake right now has that same influence over the game. Niggas not, not even associated with Drake. Are doing the Drake sound like that you OVO, know that Noah that, that Noah beats that with the Noah kind of atmospheric airy kind of beats exactly rappers are singing more you know what I'm saying yeah. I mean rappers always been singing I but think now you know, they sing but now they now they now they singing now yeah. they really trying to you know get that groove and yeah. R and B R and B vibe off exactly. right now exactly you know so and and Drake you know you, you got artists like uh you know Tory Lanez Bryson Tiller yep. Anderson uh, Pack Anderson. Uh, Anderson Pack to me is, is, I guess, but he's more. His is his is more authentic. Yeah, his is authentic. And there's another little guy that was Anderson, under Franklin. Anderson, is it Pack or Pack? Pack. 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 Anderson Pack. What comparison did y'all make? Well, we're just talking about he's in one of the singing rapper lanes, but he's more of a he raps singer. Too? Yeah, he raps. Yeah. See, the, I, I say this and then we'll move on. The thing about Anderson Pack is when he raps and when he sings, his voice don't change. Exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, then that, that that nigga might you know stretch a word out, but when he rapping and singing, it's almost the same. And there's shit. another guy we'll talk about later, but I got go, there's a freshman class that had a little guy on it that was a singer. Oh, uh, Rory, Rory, yeah, you go. What happened to Rory? Nobody knows. Okay, L- now L- we can move on. Everybody kind of said that they. Everybody kind of said he'd be the dude that kind of disappeared because usually rock, <laughs> rock, rock rap, <laughs> rock rock rap guy normally does. They always do that. They. You know, give a black man a guitar and say he's creative, and then you just never hear from him again. Exactly, because he, up he just cover. doesn't have a lane. He doesn't have anywhere to go. Yep. So he just ends up help him, just Tyler, being lost. Help him. Wow. Go get him, Tyler. That's crazy. So, um, on moving Rory. on from the lost from the lost child, Rory, um, coming in at number two. 
first things first, rest in peace, sucker fear. For real, you the only father that I ever knew. I get my bitch pregnant, I'ma be a better you. Prophecies that I made way back in the veil. Fulfilled. Listen, even back when we was broke, my team ill. Martin Luther King would have been on Dreamville. Talk to a nigga. One time for my LA sisters. One time for my LA hoes. Lame niggas can't tell the difference. One time for a nigga who knows. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. Don't save her. J. Cole. Yes, now, you know, all the Cole fans out there in the world. They with us on this You know them cold fans No they're not Just them cold fans It's like You should've been number one Yeah you guys ain't real You guys I ain't never listen to your podcast no more You old niggas make me shit Exactly They, they, they the new Eminem stands whether, you, whether you're one or two though I mean It was either gonna Motherfucker, be you on It's the kinda list. like Kane It's kinda like Kane and Rakim Motherfucker you on the list It's gonna be Kane You or made Rakim. a list of 40 Big If somebody pop. put If somebody put Kane number one is anybody really going to complain? Not if somebody really. put J. Cole number one, is anyone really going to complain? No. The two are interchangeable. It's Big and Pac, man. Exactly. It's it, Kane it, and it, Exactly. Um, it's Eminem and whoever was on the list. I, I'm glad that J. Cole <laughs> found his lane. You know what I'm saying? I think that when we got down to Born Center, I felt, to me, Born Center had the same effect that Commons Like Water for Chocolate had. It was kind of like, you know, that album... Was was kind of like what we wanted, what we expected from J Cole, but it yeah. wasn't quite there yet. Yeah. Same thing for like Water for Chocolate. Yeah. When B came out, we went. That's common. Right? That's what we've been wanting the whole time. Yeah. When when uh, 2014 Forest Hill came out, he had finally found that lane, and you could hear it in his music. Yeah. You heard that sense of freedom in his music. You heard. I mean, he even mentioned it. You know, this is my canvas, and I'm gonna paint it, paint it, paint it how I want to paint it. You know, you even heard that in his music. His only downfall is that he really relies on his own singing too much. Exactly. I think, especially on the second album, I really think that was he moves for. I hope that he, you know, involves some actual singers. singers. That's why. That's what I'm. I'm tired of falsetto singing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm like ever since Pharrell and them kind of like super popularized it, and then Kanye West took it to another level when he did 808s and all that. You know, I'm just so tired of it now. I'm like, bro, just get the singers, man. Right. I mean, if if it's got to be a personal effort where you're going to have a piece of a song where you just got to do it yourself to let me know that this is something that only you can say, cool. But let's not do that for every song. Because right. there were a sing. couple of songs on the latest album on For Your Eyes Only. That nigga should have just got somebody to sing it. Yeah. You know, but, but you know, barring all that, I think that J. Cole is a person that we'll see going into the future i see him as a new legend he's gonna have a catalog he's gonna have he's gonna have impact now and going forward and i can see and there and i and already there's a generation coming up behind him that's like that's our lane and it's really just honestly and truthfully it's the it's the kanye west uh you know uh uh what 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 uh college dropout lane he just took that and he evolved it. Yeah, but it's still, but it, you know, he's he's Kanye West, so Kanye would have graduated from college. Yeah, you know, yeah. so he's still in that lane. A lot of rappers in this lane speak directly to Drake. Speaks directly to the Kanye lane. Chance the rapper speaks directly to the Kanye lane. J Cole speaks directly to the Kanye lane. 
So it's a lot of rappers on here that were directly influenced by Kanye, and and you know rightfully so. I mean, he was Cole is like Kanye and Tupac. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's weird. Does that sound? <laughs> the JUCO graduate. <laughs> The JUCO. The high school dropout. That'd be the name of my shit. The high school um, dropout. <laughs> Damn, I forgot the point I was going to be the, about J. Cole. My album going to be called The Middle School Failure. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> That's fucked up. Damn, damn. I can't read. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm delirious. To he. To he. Nigga, you mean the? Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, that said to he. That's so messed up, man. <laughs> so, um, MCing is a motherfucker. No, y'all motherfuckers made me lose track of what I was going to say. You talking oh, about J. Cole, man. No, I was going to talk about um, when it's all said and done, let, let's just get it out in the open. Grown-ass man, hip-hop show, we like lyrics, hip-hop is, is our religion. There has been a trend of niggas not spitting. There's a lot of people on this list that, you know, like I said, leave it up to our own devices. They wouldn't make the list because them niggas ain't got shit to say. But you got to put them on a list because they're so powerful. Um, But at the end of the day, any hip hop goat list is going to have some lyricists on it. Yes. Because I, I was thinking the other day, like, man, lyricists always end up being the end all be all. At you gotta have lyrics. Game. You get lyrics to get you a, a hit song will get you in the game, but re, but lyrics give you respect. At the end of the day, you gotta have the you you gotta have lyrics. If you look over the history of hip hop, the lyrics always stand the test of time. The reason why is because they are they're the substantive thing. They're they're the catalog artists. You see what I'm saying? And that's the music industry for you right there. I try to tell these cats all the time when they say, well, the you know, this is the future and this is I'm like, dude, what you got right now on the radio is dance music. And dance music is for right now. Dance music is for people going to the clubs, throwing turn ups, getting lit, and all this other stuff. What but, how do you throw a turn up? Well Oh, you the, the, you have a turn up? It's pretty much just our parties, buddy. I didn't. Well, you said it in a weird way. I was oh, like, "Oh, you sound like a goddamn eighty-year-old." I, I didn't know if the here, nigga they they around here the throwing the turn up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know so if the nigga translation they're throwing parties. I didn't know yeah, if the nigga was actually yeah. talking about vegetables or or yeah. what. I, do, I thought the nigga was talking about real turnips. You, you can't throw. You can't throw. This old nigga talking about gonna throw a turnip. See, we old niggas, but Fred is an old nigga. Yeah, these niggas pitching fits, throwing turnips. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I forgot. So they just want to say they had they, they 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 had a turn up or whatever, whatever. But it's like, but their bottom line is it's just a party, and they're not even partying. They're sitting around looking at each other, looking at each other, smoking. They're weed not that, and, so and on their phone so actually, you want to be an old nigga because you know we actually dance and actually get involved with the women at the party. So that's kind of like we're not hanging out with niggas. Uh, so you do what we do. So you mean to tell so, me that millennials party like sixth graders? Sort of. Everybody gets in their own groups and. You know, if you've ever had to DJ or security, been security at any of these parties, you'll sit around and be like, so the girls are over there dancing and the guys are standing over there and the guys are talking about the girls that's over there dancing and maybe a couple guys will go over there and talk to one to two girls. Hey, McWayne. This shit that's is out of control. Hey, McWayne, what's your favorite album? All Eyes on Me? What's I your- guess we the last generation where motherfuckers, was, the dance what, what, floor was what's, packed. What's, what's your favorite movie? Blindside? Is Blindside your favorite movie? 
Okay, hold on. Let's get this shit out the way. But cataloging. What's I don't know. I, I'm gonna put your what, business what, out. What's, what's your favorite? Oh, wait, wait a minute. Let's. What's okay, your, listen, your, listen. Your hold up. Wait. Go ahead. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're doing, doing, minute. That? You're doing that. No, no. First of all, hold on. Let me tell you what's going on right now. Uh, uh, Jonathan Crane uh, apparently went out into the street. You know, we like to chase white women around here. Apparently, he chased the wrong white woman, and Sam one Cook. and one punched him in the eye. So he's got a so he he's got an eye patch on. He has an issue going with on with his eye. So these little eye jabs and jokes that you've been hearing throughout the podcast, yes. <laughs> it's oh just my. it's just oh Joseph's my. hackish comedy. Go it's ahead, oh Joe. It's Joe. You're a hack. Fun. You're a hack. I love being an asshole. Go ahead, Go ahead continue. Oh hey, my. hey, this nigga right here, man. He, his eye, his eye. He, he got an eye patch on his eye. I'm like, all right, bro. Oh man, I can't. I can't. <laughs> you, you're doing that, you're doing that. <laughs> nigga. You ain't funny. <laughs> of course, you don't find it funny, motherfucker. You don't know what comedy looks like. <laughs> That's kind of funny. He can halfway see it. Anyway, fellas, moving on. Hey, Lawrence, Lawrence, that was funny. That <laughs> shit was fucking actually funny. The other fucking. So 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 are you trying to suggest that I'm not funny, Nick Fury? Is that what you're trying to suggest? <laughs> oh my goodness. And coming in at number one. Coming is, in at number Kendrick one Lamar. is Kendrick Lamar. And, and do we one. do we have to say why? It's Kendrick fucking Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Can I, Joe, let me get your Kendrick Lamar impression. <laughs> I don't, I don't. He's not an impressionist, but go ahead and uh, <laughs> go ahead and attempt. No, can, can, you you continue. <laughs> I've I've heard I've heard. So, I'm not, so I'm, you haven't hurt my feelings, but I'm just like I, so I'm not allowed to attack back. I've been sitting here. I, so if I attack back, I'm angry. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not angry. I'm just I'm just actually okay, man. Go, go, go ahead. You never did Drake for us. Uh-huh. You never did Drake Force, and you haven't did Kendrick Lamar. I need you to do a his, Drake. His best impersonation is uh, Book, uh, Bushwick Bill. That's his Bushwick best impersonation. Bill. Because he's short? No, because he has. Never mind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Kendrick. <laughs> anyway. I got, I, let's even it out. I got a potato head. If you see how I haven't used any. I haven't used any sort of hackish comedy at all. I haven't done that. Because you have a higher grade of so Kendrick <laughs> no, Lamar. Go ahead. I think Kendrick Lamar. At the end of the day, Kendrick Lamar is going to end up on the greatest rappers of all time list, and mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar really make he he's one of the people keeping hip hop alive, yep. simple and plain. And he has creative music. 
He has abstract music. And in the mainstream, like Fred just said, um, he's keeping hip hop alive. He reminds you of Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas. He reminds you of everything that yeah, he's in that lane. Love in hip hop. Like the grown ass man hip hop show is all about I the music he makes. Exactly. And, and and what I was saying before about catalog artists, he is he is a consummate catalog artist. Right. Every album His album, done, he's got a damn album. good catalog His right mixed now. His tapes and everything, all concept albums, they all got shelf life beyond the point at which he created them because he put thought into them and everything like that. So yeah, he's going to have, as long as he takes care of his publishing, he just moved up in the business world by actually be, being made a partner at TDE. You see what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. So, th- yeah, this guy's doing it. He's making moves. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, he's, you know, pretty much part of a, he's the flagship of his label. You know what I mean? So, he's putting himself in a Jay-Z-like position right now as a young man. Wow. And, he, and he hasn't dropped a dud. That's what I keep trying to tell people. This dude has literally, I, you know, I only grade artists against themselves. And I, I mean, I, I, I'm afraid for this man because he keeps keeping the bar high for himself. And I'm like, man, you're going to have to have a hell of an output. That breaks most artists. Hell, that's right, why Andre right. 3000 don't even want to do another outcast. Let's keep it 100. I think I think. I used to want a solo CD out. from him, but. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, kind of over just, it. Yeah, now I'm just like, man, he just, just do an Outkast album, I'm something. Scared. I'm scared. I don't want him to do it because he ain't going to put his heart into it. But my big thing is, because if he don't want to do it, he ain't going to put his heart in it. But my big thing is, my biggest fear for him is just what can he do to keep that line going? Because it's just amazing. Every time I see Kendrick, well, like, is he going to fall this time? Well, if you look at Kendrick, though, Kendrick got that old school approach to putting out music. Kendrick ain't one of these artists out here putting out a mixtape every damn six and a half That's weeks. True. That's true. Kendrick Kendrick Lamar take it two good two years to make an album. That's true. He lives he lives his life the way they used to do it back in the nineties, exactly. and we patiently wait for it. Why? Because he's not playing the social media games. That's true. He's not building anticipation by being online, dropping a song, dropping a Lucy here, dropping a Lucy there on Instagram, talking about video, making a video, and talking about bullshit. No, he's keeping it strictly old school. Yep. And when you do it like that and you kind of, you, you, you know, you, 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 you duck in, you drop your album, you duck back out, hit your tour and do it like that. When you do it like that and the label allows you to do it like that, you can make a constant body of work every time you drop because you're giving yourself time. That's true. So let's go ahead and um, recap this list again so we can go ahead and break about this mofo. Yes, sir. Number 10 is Young Thug. Mm-hmm. Number nine is Future. Number eight is Nicki Minaj. Number seven is Tyler, the creator. Number six is the Bessemer King, Gucci yes. Mane. Number Gua. five is Titty Boy, a.k.a. 2 Chains. Actually, Joe, Two chains. we actually kept Nicki Minaj at seven. I'm scared of this whole list. Well, goddamn. So, so, actually, coming in at number 10 is Young Thug. Okay. Coming in at number nine is Future. Mm-hmm. Eight is Tyler, the creator. Seven, Nicki Minaj. Six, okay. Gucci Man. Five, Two Chains. Okay. Four, four is Chance, Chance the, the Rapper. Rapper. Three is Drake. And two is Kendrick Lamar. And number one. You know when this Kendrick. Wait a minute, I fucked that up. We both fucking it up. Two is uh Drake. No, two is J. Cole. Oh, two is J. Cole it. and one. I fucked up. He fucked up. I feel better. Here goes the goddamn list. This is the <laughs> official fucking list. 
We apologize. Number 10 is Young Thug. Number 9 is Future. Slow it down, my brother. Number 10 is Young Thug. Number 9 is Future. Number 8 is Tyler, the Creator. Number 7 is Nicki Minaj. Yep. Number 6 is Gucci Mane. Guap. Number 5 is 2 Chains. Number 4 is Chance, the Rapper. Number 3 is Drake. Coming in at number 2 is J. Cole. And number 1... It's the ultra lyrical, super popular Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Are we gonna go ahead and talk uh, as we close out the show? Are we gonna go ahead and give shout outs to our honorable mentions? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about honorable honorable mentions. A, couple, a thing that we just started doing on the last two or three episodes. Our honorable mentions, technically number uh, eleven and twelve. Con- Chino XL. That will never be honorable mention on any list I'm a part of. Fuck no. <laughs> when, when you do top MCs list. They're going to be in the top five. That, 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 I said there'll never be honorable mentions on any list I'm a part of. Why wouldn't you be on oh a, a, a part of a goodness. top five? I said they'll never be on an honorable mention. Oh, so they'll be in the actual list. You may talk about Brandon's one eye, but apparently you only have one ear. Well, oh, goddamn. I guess my feelings got to be hurt, too. <laughs> I put other people down to make me feel good. Oh it don't work the other way around. <laughs> so, anyway... um. Yeah, our honorable mentions are Big Sean and Big Crit. Both incredibly talented lyricists. But to everybody in the room kind of felt like they were missing that impact point. Yeah. And to be real, I, I wanted, just don't like a lot of these people. It's I just wanted, unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But you gotta you gotta put them on the list if you're trying to have a universal list. If you're trying to have a more talent based list. Then Crit is in top six. Big Sean is on the list. You know what I mean? You you don't put Future, Young Thug, Gucci Man, Two Chains. You don't put them on the list if it's just about pure talent. But right. it's about talent and being universal and, and impact. Crit is technically my number eleven. This is only a one through ten list. But if we had a number eleven, twelve, and thirteen, my eleven would be Crit. My twelve would be Big Sean, and my thirteen would be Wiz Khalifa. Crit to me has everything that all these artists and more on this list have. He just isn't known. That's 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 it. Um, but here's the thing though. When you are talented, when you buck the status quo, when you make music from your heart you will be looked over faster than somebody who does the opposite. So Crit not being in the top 10 is indicative of how talented he is. And it's also indicative of the status that the culture is in right now. That's true. But throughout the history of man, not to get philosophical, but if you really meant something and represented something, you're going to get stoned. Jesus, Martin Luther King, people like Common slip through the cracks. People like want to get all deep, and I'm trying to get out of here talking about Jesus and Martin Luther King. But and I know I'm going too philosophical, but you know, I wanted Big Crit on the goddamn list, so I'm put. I'm reaching to get him there. Well, the list is fucking done. Ah! Big Sean, and it's time for us to break up out of here. And like we always say about this time, grown ups. Don't go out there and do no stupid shit. Why? Because grown ass men.
to grown man shit. We out. Peace. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. The Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by Fourth Coast Media, produced by Lawrence Tremell, and recorded at Fourth Coast Studios. Fourth Coast? What?